Hey, I'm Father Dave Dwyer from Busted Halo. And if you've never heard the Busted Halo radio show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 129, you really should take a listen. For subscription information, go to SiriusXM.com. But in the meantime, here's something we talked about on a recent show. Well, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and there's a lot of, certainly I've seen and heard a lot of talk on various media outlets about that. Um, we've talked here on this show before that even just literally, it, it sounds maybe even a little trite because there's a lot of this or that awareness month, but literally just being a, being comfortable with having a conversation and being more aware, just aware, not necessarily solving a problem or finding a cure or anything like that, just that it's... Yep. Something that we can and should talk about. Agreed. Yeah. Actually, May has Mental Health Awareness Month has actually been around since 1959, which is the wow. second time that's come up. Wow. But uh, oh, real well, 59. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Brett. That's 60 years ago. That's very good. Uh huh. Did that math quick. Good job. Based on the good, first good segment of the show, we're not patronizing him at all. <laughs> good job. Here's a cookie. Uh, Here's some candy so from Cardinal Dolan. It's been around a lot longer than a lot of the ones like you're saying that have kind of popped up. But you're right. It. it um, it has taken on new meaning, I think, in the last five or ten years, and much to the point that you're saying that not only is it a very real mental health, uh, the awareness of it does solve many of its problems. It doesn't mm -hmm. solve them, but it does help. And it helps people talk about it. Okay, here's a day or a week or a month right, or an right. event or a walk or something just to get the chat started because that's already ironically causes anxiety in, yeah. in people to even discuss now, it. Now, here's something that I would not have prior to today, connected the dots on this. That, uh, and we, we've talked on the show before about how social media has its its ups and downs and pluses and minuses, um, but people were relating the fact that it is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month to this experiment that's happening on behalf of the folks of Instagram. It's happening in Instagram Canada, whereby some people are experiencing, it's not everyone who uses Instagram in Canada, mm -hmm. some people are experiencing their Instagram feeds that do not have the number of likes shown on the photos. So what they're experimenting with is that the person who posts the photo, so let's say Christina is at her favorite Chinese restaurant the other night. Mm -hmm. Let's th Just theoretically. Yes. And let's say she posts a attractive photo of herself <laughs> in a nice dress. Okay. In good lighting, I mean. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's a nice photo. Mm -hmm. And then let's say people like that photo. Right. Now, the, what they're experimenting with is that you, Christina, mm -hmm. can see, oh, some people like that. But it's not publicly posted so that as other people are going through their feeds, they don't know that Christina got 600 likes and their other friend only got 20 likes. Right. So they're experimenting with this. And I saw this news story. And honestly, my first reaction, this is me as a 54-year-old, certainly user of social media, but I guess... Some of this stuff is beyond me. Mm -hmm. um, I I wondered why they would do that. Like, what's the what's the big deal? And then, as people were describing it, the Instagram, who themselves has have identified that they are proponents of what we're talking about this Mental Health Awareness Month. They're proponents of uh, mental health and people being mentally healthy and healthy in a lot of ways. That they're doing it as an experiment to to remove from some people's experience of social media something that is apparently for some folks a great anxiety to see how many likes they got and inevitably comparing that either overtly or you know even just blowing it out of proportion in one's own mind about how much somebody else got mm -hmm. versus how many I got and and I, I just have to be honest and say this 
it really would never occur to me that that is that that is an an issue <laughs> for people. Um, and when, largely because when I go through and I'm, I'm looking at Instagram and sometimes I don't even necessarily look at the number of people likes that other people got. Um, I all often don't. And now I'm feeling bad about this because mm-hmm. of this whole thing. I don't really hit the like thing. I just enjoy and scroll on. Right. I, I like in my head and in my heart, I like these things I see. But I guess I don't. It's like when we've had the conversations before about the five stars or the four stars. Yeah. I mean, it, it's something if it really, uh, I, I usually will do the ones that from a pho- photography point of view, if something's yeah. really stunning, I'll go, wow, that's a beautiful photo. And I'll use the like uh, in lieu of like making a comment saying that's a beautiful photo. But I mean, I think you guys tell me if I'm wrong here from the generational perspective, but I think a lot of people... You expect that and expect their friends, if their friends are seeing their photos, to have it as some sort of an affirmation. And this, uh, I mean, I would like to know more about this because it is fascinating to me. Maybe there's something wrong with me that I'm I'm not catching this part. I don't want to be insensitive to people for whom it is... Um, it is a big problem, but it would not have occurred to me that a big company like a Facebook or Instagram would say, ooh, maybe we should remove this feature or experiment with removing this feature because it's it's a problem for people. It's it's actually so, causing problems for oh, people. Oh, for certain. Really? Social media has, has done some serious damage. Now, that being said, it's a physical and objective... It can be objectified, or it's an objective fact, some of the stats that we're talking about, but it's still, I think, just playing out of our inner nature. And right. what I mean by that is now when somebody, which goes through all of us, do people like me or not, right. that right. was a subjective right. chat in your head mm-hmm. all the time. Specific people, general people, en masse, the rest of the world, and, and, all of that. And some people, therefore, I see what you're saying, Brett, so some people would probably, you'd probably fall into one of two camps. You'd probably go around in life thinking that more people like you than actually do, or the opposite, like you'd be more concerned and worrying if people like me or not, and, and that person kind of looked at me funny, I wonder if that means they don't like me. But you're right that all of that was somewhat amorphous and really subjectively up to the individual. And now we can see it. If you uh, post something and you think a hundred of your people in your middle school or whatever are going to like it, and you get one or zero right. or two, and somebody else that you know sits next to you gets a hundred or two hundred, that it's, can do some real damage. Right. But it's a playing out, like we've right. noticed in most social media or technology in general, it's still a playing out of what's going on in our hearts maybe forever. Okay. But now we can see it so much more clearly. Do people like mm-hmm. me or not? Apparently not. They do not right. like me as this. Now I have some data to go by in my in my mind. Right. And that's a big. Now, on the flip side, of course, if you do get likes, this is why it's not just like taken out because it's caused people to commit suicide and have very, low, you know, high anxiety, yeah. high depression because they're doing this compare. Well, in the article thing. that I read, there was some they were talking about some people, if they post something on Instagram and it's not getting enough likes, then they'll delete it so that there's not the the yeah. public record of the fact exactly. that it didn't get a lot of like right. really so yeah. is this does this sound familiar to you yes absolutely i mean i was in the car the other day driving to dinner with some friends and my friend was explaining to me why she deleted her instagram because she her whole like, account she deleted wow. her entire account wow. because she was like i'm so sick of trying to curate this perfect life on my social media when it's not my real life like i have to look good in all my pictures i have to get a certain amount of likes or else because the thing with the likes as well is is what brett was saying is that 
you're wondering, do people like me? But then on the flip side of that, it's also public. So you're, if you don't get a certain amount of likes on your picture, then you're also thinking other people can see that people don't like me. Ah, okay. And so it just becomes this crazy cycle. And it, I, a lot of people become insecure because of it. And so I think that's what Instagram is trying to experiment with. Will this... Um, help people not feel so self-conscious about what they post? Will it make them post things that they actually want to post instead of posting thing, things that people will uh, like? Now, see, that's the part that wasn't making sense to me. Because mm-hmm. it was talking about, I mean, Instagram in their press release was like, allowing people the freedom to be more of who they are. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you have the freedom to be who you are? Right. That's interesting. Because they're worried Cause, about getting likes. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, w- I would have put together the the first part of it, that you, the person, can see how many likes you got, and you can say, oh, I'm disappointed that it's not 100, but the fact that it's more public for other people to mm-hmm. see then makes it embarrassing. It's yeah, it's twofold. Yes. Okay. Right? So it hurts for two different reasons. Oh. And the public nature, I mean, it's... <laughs> The flip side of this has always been true, just with a lot of technological things. The flip side is happening for so many people. If they do get a lot, they get like dopamine gets flooded, and they're like, "Oh, this this feels great." And right. that's what a lot of it feeds into is that it could make you feel that way, and it might here and there, but it could make you very quickly feel the opposite. Which is is at least I mean I'm I'm uh, w- without having without knowing a lot about the motivations behind this on behalf of Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've heard over the last several years is the, the designers and all these people are creating these little things and these little bells, and the things that go ding and the and the little hearts that go up on the screen because of exactly what Brett was just saying that it actually has a reaction in your brain, makes you feel good and makes you feel good in the same way that you know getting excited about something and you want to do it more and so that's good for them it's good for their advertisers so i mean if this is let's just for this for the time being give it the complete benefit of the doubt and say they're genuinely being caring about the users and this isn't some other ulterior motive to make money in some other way mm-hmm. that um they're kind of going contrary to what their business model has been right. for the sake of people which you know if that's true, you got to at least give them a little kudos on that. No, and I I don't think that yes, money is normally the bottom line, but I think a lot of these people have realized this has some real some real data-backed problems. Yeah. And I don't think they're all the people that are functioning as in these job roles are like these heartless people that want right. people to be suffering. Right, right. But right. also you wouldn't want people to go back to the pessimistic point of view. You wouldn't want people like Christina's friend just deleting Instagram oh, altogether either. Right. So there's kind of middle ground. Okay, listen. It, it gonna... behooves them to find a middle ground. For the people yeah, yeah, that yeah. this is bothering, right. let's try this right. out. Yeah. And I do I do applaud that. Right. right. Okay, of course. Okay. We could go into motives all day. And, and as a business or as an individual, it's good that they're even, just like as we're talking about this in general, mm-hmm. it's already good to talk about this. Because a lot of people, I'm going to go with teenagers and young adults in general, is mm-hmm. who it's affecting a lot, it, they just won't, it's just part of your everyday life and you don't deconstruct it anymore. This is just how it is. You post, you look for the likes, you do the compare and despair game. That's just how my day is. It doesn't have to be like that. Hmm. So right. Instagram is exploring other right. options, and so so should people and, who are and harmed. And so I'm by wondering. It. So this is helpful for me because what I'm wondering is is I agree. I take it as a given that it doesn't have to be like that because it was never like that for me growing up, and <laughs> right. it's not like that for me now. So so part of my curiosity is I wonder what what other factors in our culture and our society bring people to find their their value, their personal worth 
in something like a tiny little heart with a number next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it would sound too trite and too almost too preachy or too religious speak to say that, you know, as believers in Jesus Christ, we believe that our value is found in how God loves us and how God has created us. And Psalm 139, if you're, you know, if you're not looking at your Facebook like numbers, remember that number, Psalm 139, which so powerfully and intimately describes how much God loves each one of us. Obviously, it would be trite for me to say, well, that's going to fix it for everybody. Everyone should have great self-esteem just knowing that God loves us. No, but it, but it seems different now than, what, 50 years ago, than 500 years ago, where we've got this thing that in one way is a tool, this sort of electro- social media, this sort of electronic tool that um, has helped us connect. It's helped people have a voice that didn't have a voice before. I obviously led a positives, but, but I guess re- maybe reduced people who are created in the image and likeness of God that have inherent human dignity to a number, just like, it used to be limited to like a sales chart, that this would be only for business. Like you'd see, you'd have that quarterly meeting, you know, and the guy would have that little line chart and it'd be going down with a pointer and he'd go, all right, folks, we've got to change. We've got to get the bottom line. Or it would be something like back in, in the day of, of radio when they would look for ratings every month and, uh-oh, it dropped a quarter of a point and we got to, you know, fire the morning host. Oh, shoot. Whoa. Not the evening host. <laughs> um, but I mean- well, I'm trying to think of other ways in which, at least you know, historically, people have been so anxious about numbers that that you are attached to them. Maybe something like your credit score. Like, uh oh, you know, I had that bad credit card and now I can't uh, get a mortgage. And now it's it's there's so much more because I mean those yeah. were fairly limited and those were fairly restricted to. Mostly like kind of workplace things. It's not to say that certain radio DJs, when their ratings went down, didn't take that personally on themselves and say, "Uh oh, my self-worth. And it's not to say that there wasn't other anxiety or depression as a result of that. But now, I mean, that that back in the day, that applied to a very tiny (laughs) section of the population. And now I think what you guys I hear saying is that now it's like everybody and we're sort of we've reduced our value or some or maybe we haven't but something has whether it's facebook or it or social media or the fact that we all have these phones in our pocket reduced our value to that but i i guess i wonder if it if it really is just a generational thing and maybe there's some folks out there that are my age that are also have an issue with this and i'm just kind of missing it for some reason or is it you know was there some sort of a formation a human formation that happened at some point in certain people's lives that mm-hmm. let's use a trite turn, like makes them immune to that. And because, mm-hmm. cause I really, you know, I don't care how many little hearts I have next yeah. to a picture. If I, if I put up a picture of my mom on mother's day, which I did this past weekend on Sunday, put a picture of me and my but, sister and my mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I did happen to notice that more people than usual commented and all that. That was, that was very nice. It was nice to see that people were saying, Hey, praying for your mom. And some people actually uh, chimed in with very specific things. Like ever since you talked about your mom on the radio and she was in hospice, I've been praying for her. That was wonderful to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I, maybe, maybe I'm just not looking at it closely enough or, or being self reflective enough to know that if I posted a picture of my mom and nobody commented, would I now be bummed about that? I was going to maybe posit that a little bit. It's hard to be super Do you think specific. I would? I just, it's easy for you, it's easier for you to say, I, I don't, I'm not bothered by these stats because right. you are a popular, likable person. Right. You're getting, okay. Right. So you, okay. it's hard for you to do 
unbiased data. I guess we all right, right, right. But you are also going to get plenty of likes, right? We have so that's already kind of a given. So when you say you don't really care. It's hard to tell because it's going to be somewhere it's like in, the, sure, in, the, sure. in the dozens or even hundreds. When somebody in middle school posts and they only get two likes, it's no, a no. I get the, I get the middle school thing. I mean, and I think you know you don't yeah. need Instagram to have issues in middle school, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and you don't need uh, Instagram or likes and all that to have all these sort of insecurities. But I mean, it seems to me like it's really it, it, the stories that I was reading about when I was reading about this Instagram experiment that they're doing right now for this month in Canada, where certain people, not every single user will have uh, an experience of their Instagram feed where their likes are not publicly displayed to the world as a kind of a gesture to see if uh, if some of the anxiety and sort of compare and despair, as Brett was describing it before, can be mitigated for that. Um, I mean, I... I I guess it, I, I, what I was surprised by was seeing is not only is it, you know, f- folks that are in middle school, but we're talking about like significantly, you know, people that are established in life who are saying, oh, shoot, thank God. I mean, somebody that I wouldn't think would have an issue with that is somebody who is in their 20s or 30s or somebody who's got a job and somebody who's, who's married or whatever. And you wouldn't think there would be those sort of kind of. Uh, teenage formative years where everything is so sensitive anyway yeah. and so um so I'm, I'm still discovering who i am and and all that sort of thing um so i guess that surprised me to hear for lack of a better term i mean i don't mean to sound crass to hear adults right. saying this yeah <laughs> and, I, and yeah. it's definitely an issue at adults i would probably guess that the percentages are different but you're right as you get older you'd think hey well, who, who cares right but i mean what I'm thinking about now while we're talking about all this, and I think about it a lot, I haven't posted in, in months, just happens to me sometimes. I just won't, right. I just don't, I step away from it. Because then I'll get, kind of not obsessed, but you just want to look over it and over it. But I'm wondering now how many people, if we didn't have the technology, would like it to be there to show how many people would like your stuff. Because we're saying, okay, now, okay, well, right. this is new. Like you're saying, you didn't have this growing up. Yeah. But it is this, this inherent thing of, but do people like like me? Like that's just a constant thing. Now we have something that quote unquote proves it to them. I wonder how many people would delve into that that aren't in, in into that world at all. Which is yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. But yeah, no, the age thing doesn't really. The, the age thing would impact it in the way that you've lived longer, so you care about what other people think less. I'm speaking generally, of course. Generally, generally. Yeah. However, if you're still logging onto these things, whatever your age, and you compare yourself to other people. That's kind of an age-old thing. Sure. That's comparing yourself with the Joneses. Sure. So if everyone's yeah. putting their perfect pictures up in their perfect lives, that's going to do some damage. It might be called something different, but it might make you have a worse day, and it might make you you know, more stressed out at work and, or something like that. And you know? so, so what this motivates me as, as a pastoral minister is to all the more communicate the good news of Jesus Christ that your life, anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice right now, your worth, either in the sight of God or even in the sight of your loved ones, people that genuinely love you and care about you, has zero to do with how many likes or how good you looked in that photo versus what you look like when you woke up in the morning. Uh, And so for me, it's kind of, uh, I, I suppose heightening the awareness and the need, heightening the need for preaching about not just preaching literally from the pulpit, but talking about here on the show. Uh, I mean that our dignity and our worth is comes from the fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God, and that God individually and genuinely and unconditionally loves each one of us, 
regardless of how many likes we got. And and I'm, I mean, I guess I'm still a little uh, flummoxed or confused because I, I mean, I can't say that I'm perfect at b- believing that and living into that mm. and being so aware of, of how much God loves me. But I guess there's some, you know, aside from the fact, I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, I got a radio show and there's a lot of people that will like and all that. But I also don't find myself with social media. Maybe I, and I know I do this with other things, like even... Uh, even you know, being in a group of people, and uh, does everybody like me here in this room? I mean, I definitely have yeah. that, but for some reason, with social media, there's not that part of my brain that makes me look at somebody else's picture with their mom from Sunday and see how many likes they got. I mean, I really yeah. not that I, I'm not standing on my soapbox and saying I don't care about that because I'm so evolved and I know that God loves me. I'm saying it didn't occur to me to do that. Yeah, and I was going through other people and I saw other people with their moms. I didn't look at the number. Mm-hmm. So I so I I think we've just been so conditioned with everything and maybe because of what Brett was saying before that when it can be a positive thing then you go back and look for right. it again. It's almost like an addiction. I had I it had is. this 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 great positive experience and I want to go back. Oh, now it's not there. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, to your point of it being a generational thing, I think yes it is. I I think it, that doesn't mean it doesn't affect an older generation, but we have to understand that social media has changed the way in which we communicate, right? right? So right. like if a certain friend of mine doesn't like something that I post, it might cross my mind, is she upset with me? Uh, it's almost a political do, thing. When you say doesn't like, you mean doesn't put a like on. Exactly. And you would know that? If Yeah, you could check and see who likes you your could, stuff. You could, but right. you do? I do. Do yeah. you really? I'm admitting this, yes, wow. I do. It's just That's wild so, to me. It, like, if you grew up in when MySpace came out and then it was right. Facebook and now yeah. it's Instagram, if you grew up in the social media culture, you've, I mean, this has been ingrained in me since I'm like 12 years old. Right. You know, we grew up with this likes equate someone, even like if it's a guy you have a crush on, if oh, okay. he, it's important to you whether he not whether or not he likes your picture. Well, that I understand. <laughs> but I'm just saying that all we read so much it's, into these things when they don't necessarily even mean anything, right. you know. But we have given them these meanings, and so I do think that my generation and even Brett's generation are affected by this, hmm. and it is because we have been taught that this is how you communicate whether or not you like someone. Wow. And she was mentioning one of the many unwritten rules. Uh, you said, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, of a boyfriend, boy or a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the list is almost endless of what certain things might mean yes. or might indicate somebody likes, somebody doesn't like, so, somebody comments, somebody does And no, that list is almost so just, endless. Just so I can understand it. So let me see. So I'm going to use the example that I posted a picture of my mom on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Me and, and it was on Instagram and Facebook. And it was me and my sister and my mom. And of the comments that I saw, a lot of them were from people that know my mom, like my cousins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or people, and there was a couple of people that like knew my mom when she was single that are still out, like now they're old and they're on social media and they're like, they're like, hi, Franny. So, all right. So I, I remember, I mean, I, over the last couple of days, I saw those. Um, I didn't. So I didn't like, when they commented like, oh, hi, happy Mother's Day. I didn't like like that little comment, which mm-hmm. I think people are supposed to do, maybe. Put a little happy face But on see, that. you're already questioning uh, uh, so, what it would mean. So I haven't done that. Well, no, I mean, I said I haven't done that. But but I also, but I certainly haven't done, and what Christina is implying, what didn't occur to me to do is, I, I can think off the top of my head, at least two of my cousins, my six cousins from one side of the family, I remember seeing them there. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to me to see 
if what the other what ones did. did. Yeah. <laughs> to go look at the list and see, did, what, how come those other cousins didn't like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just wonder what's... I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you, you guys are answering the question, and, and I'm not you're, missing something. Your I'm, usage of it is almost purely recreational, yes. whereas in our generations, that is not the limit of it at all. Uh, it goes. It, 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 it's, it's not even close to just recreational. It's wow. it's it's socio political because Ooh. if I don't like somebody, I like somebody else's. That could that could mean something. It's calculated. That's, that's support over somebody else. It's calculated in what sense? In Sorry. terms of you are posting certain things so that certain people will like it. Oh, or so that you will get attention from this person, or so that people will think you live a certain lifestyle because you care so much about how you're perceived. Wow. So I'll even go up higher than that. I mean, the yeah, top yeah. level yeah. of this yeah. is that you're using it, f- let's go one end of the spectrum, fully recreational. You yeah. really, you just flip through. You go yeah. through it like a TV. You're just flipping through. Well, image, image, image. And I would say both, both my using, viewing, and posting, also recreational. All right. You yeah. just throw yeah. it on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at the high end of that, let's okay. look at more of a pyramid, actually, really. Yeah. You're just flipping through, blah, 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 yeah. recreational. At the high end, we're talking jobs. This sure. is like, sure. you're an influencer. This right. is like, and and there's a lot of people who aren't even at that level that still think of it that way. What is my influence? Uh-huh. How can I build this up as grand okay. as possible? So now you're wondering about the millions of people out there that you don't even know, mm-hmm. which is even more stressful, which makes it even more calculated, even though we're really talking, most people are in the you know, 100 likes or something. Right, right. You know, there's that top 1% that get like millions and stuff like that. So we're really just like really gnawing away at every one of these little reasons that could have an impact. It's very, to go back to the generational thing, I think you yourself and many in your generation would just be like, oh, it's just a fun little thing. But yeah. if you've been raised on it and it means so many other things, then it's got so many other reasons behind it. Well, and I know, I certainly know that many businesses and organizations and even at Busta Hill Ministries, we have a a social media account. And I know that we do that to show people what's going on and and the value of that and how you do that. And in that, I mean, what Christina, what you were just describing, sound familiar. Like you do plan it. You say, well, what do we want to, what are we communicating this week from our ministry and how do we want to get people to respond? But honestly, I would not have thought that a individual person mm-hmm. wakes up in the morning and says, how will I craft my image? Other than somebody who's who does do that for a living. Other than somebody who is a but, supermodel or something like that. I don't like think that. it's something that we consciously uh, do, though. I, I, it's yeah. just the chasing of the likes and that feeling that you're being liked. Right. Right. By somebody tapping the like button on your picture. Yeah. But. I don't think we necessarily plan out, okay, I'm going to take this pic. I mean, some people probably do, but I'm going to take this picture and it's going to look like this and the lighting is going to be like this and I'm going to wear this outfit and all of this stuff because it'll get a lot of likes. Mm -hmm. I don't think we necessarily plan that out, but in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, is this going to be well liked? Is this going to be received well? And that motivates what you post. The reason I looped in generational and even the professional angle is that for you, not just your age or generation, you've already settled your job. You know what you're doing, and you're a priest. You'll be a priest forever. And we've talked about this in certain things before. Like You've kind of figured you out. And a lot in our generation haven't. So I think that still plays all into Mm -hmm. that. Like You Mm -hmm. care Mm -hmm. less, let's say, because you've figured more things out. Not saying everything, but a lot more than somebody who's 20 or 25 or even 30 or 35. And so it's a little bit more calculated. What is the image as me as a person or even up to the level of so, an entity. So again, that that definitely underscores my my need for um, 
me and anybody else communicating what we believe as Christians, which is even in the times that you haven't figured out where your career is or, or married to your, your life partner uh, forever that you're going to raise kids with or whatever, that regardless of any of that, that our, our worth and our dignity comes from God alone and comes from the fact that we are created by God in the image of God and unconditionally loved by God. And even if now, now I'm a human being with emotions too. So, I mean, I can easily say from the pulpit, even if other people don't like me that week, well, that affects that, you know, that definitely comes in there. So I, I get how this is a new way in which people can certainly positively, but unfortunately sometimes negatively perceive their own worth and find reasons to um, to l- lament even social media. So very fascinating. Uh, check it out. We'll put some links on our radio blog so you can see what's, what's going on, this I- experiment that Instagram is doing. 